Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina Colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with uh, the backup host again. Um, I'm your backup host, Josh, and I'm joined today by Barney and Jobber. Obviously, the main host, Sean O's out today. I think he's uh, still wobbling his way home from Melbourne. Ran a marathon or something, I'm not sure. But uh, Jobber, how are you doing today? How Like, you're the host this week, but somehow you're still Robin in your own Batman story. That's weird. <laughs> There's no Batman. <laughs> so, so when Batman's not around, Robin is still Robin. Like he doesn't Robin, sort of, Robin yeah. knows his role and he gets yeah. his job done really well. He's really yeah. effective as Robin. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I'm really well. Um, better but for this he, conversation. And Barney, what about yourself? Oh, I'm feeling like the butler in this situation. So, Alfred. You'll, you'll look like Alf. a butler. Old, old Alf. Yeah, I got, got a core as strong as that butler and about the same... same uh, back strength so yeah i'm feeling old and and alfish at the moment no good to hear well um you want to put that strong core into action and, and carry us through these uh weekly happenings Alrighty, and we didn't get to it last week but we'll start off with the champions league wrap up and there were some uh movers and shakers in the competition so liverpool went through and had a uh the first time ever i couldn't believe it that an english teams had a perfect record so they won all six of their group yeah. games and made the first that. English team to yeah to do it, which was pretty crazy, I thought. I didn't um, want to bring it up in the group chat, but yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I'm just surprised that it's never been done before. Um, well, most, so, most other teams would rest players in the last game, you know, so we'll see if it did. bites them on the ass. Yeah, all right, all right. Not, not the clock play. Um, there was an absolute slaughter fest that went on between Atletico Madrid and Porto. Jobby, you were you were very interested in this game. Yeah, I was very interested, and my interest did not wane. Um, so, one of my favourite footballers of all time, Pepe, was heavily involved in the uh, dark arts of this game. So, I think there was two red cards, a bit of an incident involving Yannick Carrasco, and then Wendell, and also um, I can't think of his name. I think it's Augustin. Marcheson was also sent off in this game. Oh, the but backup had, keeper. Mm. Yeah. The, the, but he oh, had to yeah. go. He had to go. <laughs> he had to go. Uh, but no, this was, it was a crazy game actually. And it was it was fairly, it was more open than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, just crazy. And I think based on that, Atletico ended up sneaking through behind Liverpool. They did, yeah. They went from bottom to second in the group. So that was pretty impressive by them. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest movers on the, uh, on the, on the match day. Um, some other notable qualifications, RB Salzburg managed to sneak through over, uh, they're in a group with Sevilla, uh, Wolfsburg and Lille, I believe. So Lille topped that group and they snuck through in second. Barney, I, was, I was actually um, flicking between this game on, I think it was Thursday morning. And this was like the most peculiar game where Sevilla were trying to play, but RB were like adamant about pressing. And then both teams like seemed unable to play through each other's press. Like they were trying to stretch, but it just felt like it was going nowhere. But I, it seemed like Sevilla should win the game, but then eventually they just did not. And RB Salzburg snuck through. Well, 
the good thing for Sevilla is that they're now in the Europa League and they'll now win that competition. <laughs> so they're favorites. Like, yeah, they're yeah, strong favourites. <laughs> they were doing it on purpose, obviously. And another notable match was uh, Chelsea 3, Zenit 3 with a late injury time equaliser from Zenit and that pushed Chelsea to second in their group. Juventus went through on top and that could spell a bit of disaster for them in terms of who they come up against next because they've got a tough run now in the uh, in the knockout stages. So not ideal for them. Has that um, been drawn, the next stage? No, they're waiting no, for no. De- the deliberation for the Tottenham uh, Ren oh, ACL. ECL, they are, uh, they are not, are they? <laughs> I'd say they probably are because they usually do all the Euro draws for the knockout stages at the same time. I thought it was it's a UEFA competition. I thought they were waiting for the money to be passed around under the table just to decide who plays where and then how it can benefit Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I believe it's uh, actually what they're doing is they're waiting till they get enough money. So at the moment, they're not happy with the amount of bribes they've got. So they're holding off the draw and saying, we won't do the draw until you give us more money. Until Levy's played and, and paid his way. Yeah, exactly. So, Barney, I think one of the interesting things that come out of this group stage, obviously um, Liverpool smashed it through and so did Bayern Munich. Uh, Manchester United finished top. But some of the teams that are in the <laughs> Europa League, um, like oh. it's crazy. Like RB Leipzig, underwhelmed in their group. They're in the Europa League. Porto's in the Europa League. Borussia Dortmund, led by Haaland, are in the Europa League. I'm, wa- yeah. I'm waiting for the big one here. Barcelona. Imagine if they get imagine <laughs> if they get rolled. Imagine if they get rolled by West Ham, Atalanta, oh. Sevilla, and Zenit. Like that's a that's like that's a pretty strong Europa League. Was it some article that one of you guys shared in the group chat? I think about was I can't remember whether Barcelona were like almost refusing to to play. Like they were just going to forfeit out of the tournament because it's like not to their standard or something. Or is that have they watched them? That? Have they watched themselves play lately? Clearly, like, I, think, not. I think before making that comment, just go to a game and have a look at them. Like they were dreadful on the weekend again against Osasuna. They're they, a bad team. If they face West Ham, they are going to get bitched. They are going to get like beaten down in that game, and they, I, hundred percent reckon they will lose if they play play West Ham. They will not know what hit them. I hope that happens yeah. as well. It'll be hilarious. All right. That's it for the uh, UCL, and so we'll we'll give a bit of a more insights once we hear about the draw that comes out. Except, Barney, Jobber, before we before you, we pop on, give me this? who's your favourite right now? Now that we finished group stages, favourite for me would probably Liverpool or Bayern. I'd have to say at the moment, what about those you, two are, like sort of seem ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it's hard opinion. to argue with Liverpool. Hard to argue with Liverpool or Bayern, but I think the team that won Group F, they've got a, they're a force to be reckoned with. I think. <laughs> Can you just remind Cristiano us of who that Ronaldo, was? Knockout. Oh. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo knockout stages. I don't know, boys. The stage just seems. You can't to be just set. beat up young boys and think you're going to win the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, right, it's a tough group you guys <laughs> I, had. I do, Absolutely. I do it. I beat, I beat up young boys and think I'm bigger than what I am all the time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's just a Sunday afternoon for you. And Josh, I assume you're <laughs> going to say Liverpool? Uh, yeah, Liverpool and Bayern, yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree with that, that assessment from you guys. And I would, yeah, that would be my picks as well. Like, obviously, Liverpool playing well and I was a supporter. But then, yeah, obviously, outside of that, Bayern, always you can never really say no to Bayern. It's such a well-run club with so much money and talent. So that's who my other pick would be. Maybe in the finals, who knows? Exactly. We would love to see that. Alrighty, next one we got here is... I don't know if you boys have been watching it, but Raphael Vandervaart, ex-Tottenham superstar, 
has been absolutely popping off on the uh, the punditry recently. I'll go through some of his uh, his best quotes here because there's there's a lot. Um, on your mate Slabhead Jobber, he uh, he said. I think it is unbelievable. He is no top-class defender and he demonstrates this every week. If you go out and sign players like him, I can understand why you end up having financial problems. And I think he also who, said who about has financial Slab- Who has financial problems? I think his point was that if you're, you're wasting your money on players like Slabhead <laughs> and he's not going to win you anything, obviously, I mean, it's a publicly traded club and all that, so it's different, different. But like, I think his his is the mentality. Like, if you're not signing players who are going to win your trophy, he's not going to get return on in your investment. Maybe. Yeah, but I think if I wanted a uh, like a suggestion for a kebab, I'd go to Raphael Van der Vaart. If I wanted to know who was a good footballer, I I just I feel like he's just popping off to stay relevant. Oh, there's definitely a bit of that. Look at the state of him. Hundred percent. Oh, he he's... was never like a physical specimen even back in his playing day, though. To be fair, he just had a wicked left peg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had some glutes on him in his playing days. I think he also yeah. said about uh, Big Hazard, he said that if you go to any um, Dutch amateur football game, you'll see like a defender better than Maguire, which that was like, that's a really <laughs> big such stretch. a good shot. I'm glad someone <laughs> said it. Um, and then he, uh, the bit that I think you'd have to agree with at least is not as hyperbolic as, as what he said there, but he said that if, if Maguire's worth 80 mil, then Van Dyke's worth 300 mil. Would you, <laughs> would you agree with that? It's a bit more of a grounded That's comment. That's so stupid. So, like, uh, Van Dyke. There's a golf between them, though. Obviously, fits him well with the Liverpool team. But on the international stage, like, they've been wildly successful with him, haven't they? The Dutch? Oh, no, wait. They haven't done shit. They've gone backwards. <laughs> no, but as an individual player, though. Harry Maguire's yeah, but, not carrying anyone to success either. Yeah, but like Van Dyke, like Van Dyke is very good, but like he's yeah, like he's not five times the player Harry Maguire is. I think oh, Van no, Dyke no, was carried away. Top. I think he's, yeah. Oh, I think, oh yeah, well, you don't think you're carried away on the hot dogs. <laughs> you don't think you're carried away on some of these other ones where he he uh, described Timo Werner as a blind horse and labelled Lionel <laughs> Messi shameful for his performance against Manchester City. Um, about Donny Vanderbeek waiting for his chance. He said, wait, patience. The players in front of him can't even kick a marble. And then <laughs> wait, what, what, does that mean? what does that mean? <laughs> Must That's be hard. Dutch translation I don't know. or something. Yeah. yeah, marbles aren't easy to kick. Anyway, and then the last one he had here was he threatened to actually walk off the set of one of the shows he was on because uh, after Timo Werner had a good performance uh, for Chelsea, um, they started comparing him to uh, Manchester United great as the quote he says here, Robin Van Persie, and he threatened to walk off set. That's right. I remember that. That's, yeah. that's I mean, that's not a walk off set moment, but that's a pull your hair out of your ass moment for whoever but made the comparison. I, I, feel, I feel like Van Der Vaart has like a very clear idea in his head as to how football should be played. And because he was like a technically gifted player, he's like, everyone should play the same way that I wanted to. Like, so he doesn't recognize the other attributes the footballs have. Like Timo Werner is so fast and moves so well. Something Van Der Vaart never did. And Harry Maguire yeah. can defend something <laughs> Van Der Vaart also never did. Like that's questionable. I, I feel like he's just like he's harping on like it's you know those guys who turn up to training. They're like, oh, I'm a number ten. I'm playing behind the strikers, and they're like, everyone should be playing ticket tacker, and I do nothing but pass and stand there and then bark and strike. Well, they don't they don't yeah, yeah. look for the the nuances in the game around the athleticism or the positioning. They're just like, oh yeah, I'm really good at kicking <laughs> the ball. That's what I do. I feel like that's, that's all like lost me. on him. Yeah, I have no respect for your game job. Yeah, because I'm an athlete, <laughs> a tank. It. But but yeah. I'm like, but like he could watch a like 
a fantastically athletic footballer who does a brilliant role and gets up and down and he'd be like, nah, don't rate him. Like, no he, good, yeah. Yeah, no, he can't he can't mean. do a Maradona spin and play a pass like me. But like he just he's yeah. just not recognizing the nuance of the game. Honestly, I think his punditry is lazy. And kind of like the way that uh, Roy Keane sees players and he's like, oh, yeah. if, if people aren't punching on in the change rooms at halftime, then they're not footballers. They don't know how to play the game. Yeah, exactly. And like misses the technical nuances of like the player like that. Positioning like, and communication. And- yeah. He, he is a hot, Harry, he's a hot take machine. He yeah, is really. He's just spitting him out. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep listening to him until he starts talking about players not, not working back enough. And when's then that's, gonna, that's when I'll cut it. Yeah. When's he going to talk us through his career at Spurs? Because that was such a spectacular failure. What that was? He was good at Spurs. Mm, what was he before that? But then, what um, did he win? Real Madrid. Madrid. What did oh. he? Yeah, well, win okay, at Spurs? okay. Let me put this to you. What have Spurs won? Yeah, and he's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, part of the culture. <laughs> Look at him now, yeah, I, fat idiot. I don't think I think he'd be part of the problem. He's only there for two years. All right, and last one here. While we're on Spurs, let's talk about the coronavirus crisis that is hitting my beloved club. So. We've got eight players and five staff tested positive. Oh, wait, it might be game. if you just list the guys who don't have COVID for us. No, nah, they actually haven't named anyone, so we're not allowed oh, to name, name yep. names. All right, Harry. Uh, and we've got... <laughs> Slabhead. Slabhead, yeah. And the game against Wren was called off, obviously, last week. And then also the fixture against Brighton on the weekend was called off. Uh, they reckon the one against the Foxes midweek should go ahead. That's good. Um, and apparently they're going back to training methods that were used at the height of the crisis where there's obviously very small groups. Most people are wearing masks unless you're like um, physically exercising, um, lots of sanitization stations around, no one's allowed in like the club rooms or anything like that. You basically just go home straight away after your, after your session. Um, hit me, Josh. What do you got? I was just going to ask, is it safe to let Harry Kane wear a mask? Wouldn't he suffocate? Because if he can't breathe through his mouth, he'll like just die of asphy- asphyxiation or... They've 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 worked with him on that, and they told him that, that how to breathe through his nose. Are you part of that anti-mask club who say you can't breathe if you're wearing a mask? No, I'm just part of the anti-mouth breather club. <laughs> and Barney, I suppose it's good but, um, that you can um you can rule out the goals as the source of the coronavirus, dark. Because obviously, if Harry Kane's got it, it's nowhere near the goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys want me to isolate? No, you're right up there, Harry. It's all right. We'll get it to you. Isolated <laughs> so, enough. Trying it on the, the end goals. of something instead of the virus. But the best part of this is probably that uh, Ren uh, refusing to replay the match. Um, so that was like the game was called off, and they were talking to Spurs, UEFA, and Ren saying, you know, let's try and reorganize this. Um, and Ren said, basically, nah, we're not playing it again. So now it's gone to a disciplinary board to decide whether Spurs could have played the game or not, because you apparently only have to have 13 bit mm. first team players to. Uh, qualify to play for a game. So if they go back and look at the data and they did, then Spurs will get be forfeited that game and be out of the competition. And that's um, 13 first-team players on the sheet, not not first-team quality players though, right? No, it's Spurs. Uh, so so they'll, they'll qualify. <laughs> they'll be on the team sheet. But, Anyone yeah. in the first-team squad, I think it was like 28 players. I yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Um, Barney, so, that, is, that is hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's popping off. That is hilarious in one aspect, like Spurs going out in the group stage of the conference league. But I would genuinely pay COVID. money to be in the war room with Daniel Levy right now. That thrifty you little bugger. Imagine what he be, Imagine the strings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be, it'd be a transfer fee on the door. But imagine <laughs> what he's going to get up to in this backs to the wall. He'd be, he'd be in his prime. 
this yeah, is this is where he thrives. This is where this is where he thrives. It's probably why he got COVID. He's probably been cutting corners on all the safety protocols and stuff. Like, <laughs> Did he get it as well? Oh, I don't know. They haven't named any of the staff or players. They've just said eight players and five staff. No, um, but apparently they had their first session back today, uh, and 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 Conte put him straight through a double sesh. And I'm saying it would have been a double session of straight running, I reckon, as Test well. Test lung capacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Only, only the infected COVID? people. <laughs> uh, it's not on the – I'm going off the running order here, but do you see Joshua Kimmich got COVID and apparently he's out till New Year because he has a lung problem now. So he was like yeah, a public he was, he was unvaccinated. anti-vaxxer. He's not an anti, uh, yeah, he's not an anti-vaxxer, but he's, in, like he's unvaccinated. Yeah, okay. So. He's pro-choice. But um, did you see now he apparently wants to get the vaccination? Pretty sure uh, you can't get it once you get it, like – Straight away after it. And he'll have do? to wait probably till later for a booster type shot. Yeah. When he gets his lung treatment. What did you do when you got your first first COVID dose, Bunny? I went straight out in the town. <laughs> Obviously. Spread, spread it around. Spread. Yeah. All righty. Let's get into the games. So the first one we got here, Manchester City one, Wolves nil. Um, and I mean, we all knew this was going to be one sided. And then Wolves thought, let's make this even easier for City. And let's go down to 10 men. We had a stupid incident from yeah. Raul Jimenez. So oh, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, Jimenez, uh, Fowles, uh, who was it? It wasn't Cancelo. No. Uh, Rodri. Rodri. Rodri, yeah. So Rodri, yeah, sort of in the yeah. middle of the park. Kind of, to be fair, I don't think, I think he was hard done by to get a yellow card for that. Um, like he, he was niggling at him. And then that little lunge he does, he actually gets the ball. So that's fair. But then uh, after that, uh, when uh, Rodri's going to take the free kick, he uh, he doesn't move back, which whatever. The ref didn't actually ask him to get back, but then he puts his foot out and blocks the the pass and that was a subsequent ye- yellow card and sent him off. So what are your guys' thoughts on this one? Well, I think the reason that he got a yellow for that, uh, the first yellow, is because yeah. it, the game got a bit spicy and they yeah. just given out a few yellows and he was trying to get it under control. That's and so what I, thought, yeah. I don't mind. That's yellow. Yeah, whatever. He's sort of lines from behind. Fair enough. But yeah, the second yellow, it's hard to tell as well because the ref might have like, while he was right in the eye, been like, get back. And you like, maybe, yeah. But not really. It wasn't obvious that he'd done it, but I, I'd given the benefit of the doubt that he might have said it. But I mean, he was very quick to pull out the card. So he, he, yeah. he must have been in his mind at least thought he'd said it. It's all, I don't think you technically have to say it either, though, but you can't mm. like blatantly stop the thing, the, the kick like that. Yeah. Just absolutely insane from him. And it's dumb. Well, so it dumb. was already hard enough. But then what do you boys think about the pen to decide this one? And there's two parts to this. So what do you think of the pen? And two, why is Raheem Sterling taking it? That was a good question. Uh, I'm trying to flash. There's so many penalties this weekend. I'm trying to flash my mind. So the ball to... goes out wide from uh, Bernardo Silva to oh, no, Phil Foden to Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva goes to whip it back across. Yeah, oh, Martino has his arm in the air right, and he yeah. gets struck in like basically the armpit. Armpit, yeah. I thought it was a bit harsh. That's oh, not sorry. a pen. Yeah, no, no, so... pen, no pen because the sleeve rule, right? That's yeah, what I thought, Sam. So. I thought we had I thought we had that like weird rule clarification in place for this exact type. Like what can he do? Mm. Even if his arm's next to him, it hits him in the arm. It like, hits him arm, yeah. That's the thing. He does have his arm up in a position that leaves him vulnerable, but it, it does hit him in the armpit. So it, no matter where, you could chop his arm off and it's still, that cross still isn't going in the box. That so has to be the thing. next frontier, doesn't it? Like we have yeah. to start removing the Amputating, arms of players. Yeah. <laughs> Those players prosthetics. They don't need arms in football anyway. So, yeah, so, uh, that's not a pen... For me, if you, if it's like I had to pick one way or the other, I thought it was a bit harsh. But um, probably on the balance of the game, you would say that um, Wolves probably didn't deserve make 
City deserved the points probably. Yeah, but I think Wolves were like... Not a bad. Yeah, good to hold off for as long as they did. Um, and, you know, pretty... And they even had a good chance at the end with Kilman with that header, which yeah. which could have could have gone in if he'd um, put it to the side a bit more. But I want to talk about how, for a man who is pretty bad at finishing in Raheem Sterling and misses a lot of good opportunities, he does not lack any confidence, does he, to pop it slowly down the middle against a decent keeper as well, like... I couldn't believe it when I saw him do it. And he doesn't take pens regularly either. So he's not even the, re- it's not even a regular pen taker. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of the, like that sort of, like well, going down the middle is one thing, but when it's like you're trying to duke the keeper out one way or the other, I think if you're doing that, you need to pick a side and try and duke him the other side or just go the way that he doesn't go. But I think that down the middle, that's that's when you've got to go hard down the middle. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a, not a huge fan of it, but he pulled it off. So I look like a dickhead for saying all this. <laughs> that was that was unusual because he scored, um, yeah. and he scored quite. Com- yeah, but I, I don't know. They like obviously City were the better team, but yeah, you wouldn't begrudge Wolves holding on there, and it's just such a shit way to lose the game. Like, oh yeah, it wasn't a pen for me at all. No, I I agree. Yeah, I saw I saw an article. It was saying was that the worst decision by VAR this season. And it, it's got to be up there. As, oh, as, there's been some bad yeah, ones. There's been but, some shockers. I remember even a Champions even League when, final between Tottenham and Liverpool. Uh, that, oh, yeah, that's that stands in the memory. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, right. th- this year, this season, though, in the EPL, let's let's bring it down a little. But um, I think also what happened with City um, when Wolves were down to ten men, I felt like they just dropped a bit of uh, gear as well, and and weren't as intense as what they usually are. Like we saw a week the week before that, I think against. Aston Villa when they just came out um, absolutely pumping and how like just good they were and I think the ten men going at ten men at half time still in all like they just sort of dropped a gear and like we'll get there boys it's just gonna we'll grind it out and get there eventually and just cruise through so that's what I probably saw from them a bit as well. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Chelsea three leads to and Chelsea have pulled a rabbit out of the hat again. They were so bad in yeah. this game, I thought. Rooney Leeds was, was good, so much better for it. At least worth 180 oh. mil, I'd say. <laughs> 400 um, grand a week. Rudiger is like, unless he, if he's not shit-stirring people, then he's like... Falling down. He's not good. He just he just always in the center of every shit, every bit of shit that goes on. He's always in this, like, arcing it up more and more. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I really dislike him. No, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of him, his character either. Um, two two penalties from Chelsea here. Uh, are we happy with both of them? I'm not really happy with either. <laughs> yeah. The like, first so, one. Well, go, go oh, back again. The, I'm thinking of the go Leeds back, penalty, sorry. Go, go back on. to the first one for Leeds. Yeah. Do you reckon that was a penalty? More so than the th- than the second Chelsea one. I'm trying to picture the, the first Chelsea one. Who got fouled there again? So the first Chelsea one was Rudiger, wasn't it? Oh, the first Chelsea one was that him where he got kicked in the back of the leg. Yeah. Uh, that that wasn't a that was the one I didn't think was a pen. The second one for Chelsea then was the pen where Rafinha slid in, right? Yeah, I, no, I think I got it in the wrong way. Rafinha, round, Rafinha or, slid in on Rudiger, I think. Yeah, yeah they're both they Rudiger, the but either way around, I think the one where Rudiger receives the ball on his feet and then just flops down, like barely gets touched, that wasn't a pen for me. Um, the the one where he gets slid into, yeah, he kind of clips, gets his ankle on the way through. So that's that's a bit silly, but 
Yeah, and then the one for Leeds, I thought, was probably the most of a penalty out of all of them because he kicks the ball sort of through his legs and then gets just kind but of it cleaned is, up. But like, it is football too, and that is Dan James not going to be on you. So there's very little chance that he's going to get that ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. No matter how fast he is, even though he's very quick, his touch is far more heavy than his speed to make up for that touch. I agree. Dan James leading the line as well. Yeah, yeah. That was impressive. What a player. Yeah. But there was, there was uh, two nice bits of football in there. So we did get a goal from Mason Mount. And then Joel, Joe Gelhard's goal for Leeds was an excellent football goal. Great. Yeah, it that was would, nice. It was nice. So question on the actually the Mount goal, because what was Malier doing? He was like standing on the far post when the cross came in and Mount slotted it. Did anyone notice that, the positioning? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Terrible positioning. I don't, I don't know, know whether he was thought something else was happening or he was still coming. <laughs> out. I don't know what happened, but it was so bad. Um. He's a yeah. he's very good keeper as well, so it was unusual for him to mm. be um yeah to be in that position. But yeah, I, like I said earlier, I just I couldn't believe like how poorly Chelsea played, and they still got the win. And I know we talk about a lot about championship teams just find a way to win, but something about Chelsea at the moment just doesn't feel like a title winning, and it's probably because City and Liverpool, who are now you know just above them, look so much better than them. Mm. Which like if it was just Chelsea leading and they're ahead by like maybe five points, you'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe they'll grind out a, a title. But with City and Liverpool playing the way they are, I just don't see how Chelsea, if they continue going the way, if they can get a Chelsea, get a win. Chelsea haven't been the same since the Manchester United game. I don't know why that is, but that was the game where I was like, they just weren't mm. at the races and they just haven't been at since. They just they haven't played well. The goals have dried up a little bit. There's trouble up top with Lukaku and Werner and they just sort of haven't found the balance again. Yeah, like It's just... I don't know. It's odd. Maybe Thiago Silva coming back will help, but they just don't see him themselves. And they're conceding more goals now too, which is like for everyone else is good yes. to see because that was the one thing that was their strength. So they've conceded eight goals across their last three games in all competitions, as yeah. many as they had in their previous 18. There you go. That's crazy. But think about like when Liverpool played them, how hard it was for them to score to like Leeds popping two pass. No worries. Don't worry about it. Could have had a couple more. Yeah, I think I, I think another issue they've had is in the center of the park. So Jorginho was injured for a bit and apparently he's still dealing with some um, back and uh, knee soreness, I believe. Um, but Kovacic has been out for ages. Um, who else? They? Oh, and and uh, Kante has been out for ages as well. So like that's what they usually want to start with is those three in the middle. And they haven't had, they've only had one of those three who's probably at about 70% yeah. at the moment bit. Um, for about the past month. So that's definitely hurting them as well. And uh, you know how important it is for them to win that middle of the park battle. But they do have such a big squad too. So like, I don't know, it's not like, it's not an excuse, but it is a problem. Like they, they yeah. should be able to, they should be able no to have sympathy. No, stuff. No. Well, yeah. I guess if you, if you contrast it to Liverpool who rotate their center of the park heavily and they still get the results, it probably that, that you, you are correct in that they should be able to still pull out good results and convincing wins still in that system. Especially when Tuchel was very much a system guy, not like a player-driven guy. And I think it's important too because um, in the midweek fixtures, which we'll talk about a bit later, um, they have Everton on Friday. So whatever bad patch they're in, (laughs) they're now out of it. That's a confidence boost. God, imagine if they lost to Everton. That'd That'd be something else. Holy shit, they're bad. All right. Let's crack into the next one here. Liverpool won, Aston Villa nil. They squeaked across the line and Stevie G returned. Squeaked across the line. Did you watch? 
Stevie G returned to try and destroy Liverpool's title hopes again, but he couldn't get the job <laughs> done. He couldn't slip up again. So, unfortunately, yeah, for, for Aston Villa, they got the loss. But, yeah, I guess, Josh, outside of what you obviously obviously think, yeah, was there, were you uh, concerned at all? Uh, that you might, not, not, you might not break him down? Not even slightly. Um, I think Liverpool had over 20 shots and almost double digits on target, which is, is about for par for Liverpool. So, in the same, same vein, Liverpool could have those sort of chances and then... Um, score three or four, but they got the one this week. But I think the chances Liverpool had were still really good. Um, and then you look at Aston Villa didn't get any shots on target. They had four attempts on goal, none on target. So um, it was a pretty standard convincing performance from Liverpool aside from the score margin. But then it was also like Aston Villa, I was trying to work it out. Like they were talking about like how, like how, how long does it take for a coach to have an impact on a team with their system, like with um, Ranić at Man United and stuff like that. And it's weird because I don't know, and they're saying how Stevie's got his own style after having all these managers. And I'm like, I don't see a style in the way they play yet. But I think what it is, it's more of an attitude shift with the team. They seem tougher and more gritty and more confident. And so they, they played well, don't get me wrong. Aston Villa weren't terrible for most of the game. They were, they were pretty good. They're a lot better than they have been. But yeah, then again, they were just up against better opposition. What do you think, Job? I, I agree. I, don't, I haven't seen anything from Villa that suggests there's like some great footballing revolution going on. But what I was disappointed was with was Steven Gerrard not going all in on Mo Salah after the game. Like I just feel like. What do you mean? Well, he said it was a soft penalty. He didn't say it was a dive, which is what I really wanted to hear come out of his mouth. Did you think it was a dive? Yeah, it was typical typical oh. Mo Salah going down too easily. Um, he didn't, I don't think he went down easily. He was looking for the penalty, but he he, he was got, and Mings is Mings was so clumsy. He got rinsed. Yeah. But I really would have loved Gerard to come out and absolutely rinse Salah <laughs> in the press, like just to be like, you know what? I played at Liverpool forever, never won the league, um, and now <laughs> I'm going to go all in. Yeah, I just thought that was important. Um, and um, yeah, it would have been good if he'd gone in on Mo Salah. But like, you can't argue with the outcome. But yeah. it was a pretty unlucky way to lose for Jared because they were they were brave, but they were just second yeah, best. Yeah, brave is a good way to describe well, that, it. That's what they were saying after the games. Um, I think it was like they had all the Liverpool boys had uh, Michael Owen in the in the booth, and then Robbie Fowler interviewing him on the sideline. But they were asking him like, "Oh, did you come out to? It was your plan to park the bus?" And he's like, "No, we didn't plan to park the they bus, but it's yeah. pretty hard to um, not end up parking the bus against Liverpool with the way they play. Like it's just so full on, constantly so much high pressure that you just." the best solution at the time is just to park the bus and 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 that's what you you survive a little bit longer. I think um on that penalty whether you, yeah, I guess if you thought it was a dive job then then that's a that's all right that's your your opinion. There was a, it sort of felt like at least a bit of karma for a first half decision um on Andy Robertson there was a like a pretty heavy penalty appeal um which kind of got waved away and then VAR didn't like it either but there was it was like I don't know how it wasn't a penalty. He kind nah. of I'm I'm not I'm not in grants with that at all. I reckon I reckon Salas was a pen. Hundred yeah, yeah, percent Salas too, was yeah. a pen. I think Mings deserved to get that get that at for how clumsy he was. And then but Andy Robertson's one, I was like, nah. He was Andy Robertson. Tell me which was one like, you're talking like, about though, because I don't know if you t- we're talking about the same one. Uh, there was the first one where he kinda went down super soft on like barely any contact. And oh, that's really, the one I'm thinking of. Nah. Yeah. About five minutes after that, he makes a similar run. Seller crosses it back over to him. He plays like a cross the field one two with Seller. And so it's coming in pretty hot at the far post and he takes a touch back in sort of like a first time cross almost and then just gets cleaned up like two footer. His standing leg gets taken out from underneath him. But because the ball went across into like the six yard box and got cleared out, the 
I don't know whether it's like that whole you got your shot away or you crossed and it doesn't matter what happens afterwards, but it was like, it was a horrific tackle and it just didn't seem to get brought back. I don't know how that got missed. What, ha- was what, like, hap- what happened was is the Randy Robertson did that big first time cross again, back across and the ref just instantly put his hands over his eyes and just said, can't see it. And yeah. then just they just moved on. <laughs> is that away. is that the same image where you can see the fat guy rubbing his nipple in the background? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, you should go, look the look it, go look it up on the internet. Uh, classic <laughs> stuff. All right, so Liverpool go to second. Is that correct? Buddy? Stay in second. Yeah. Stay in second. Stay in second. Yeah. 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 Form, form team. Alrighty. Let's look at the next one here. It was Arsenal three, Southampton nil. Ralph was looking classy on the sideline, a nice little three-piece pre- three sort of mild grey suit. I thought it was real nice. Um, his team was terrible, though. His team was <laughs> awful. <laughs> you, cha- you changed your tune so quickly then. They were diabolical. But they great. I do want to, oh, yeah, they were, <laughs> they've been bad for the last couple of weeks too. But I do want to say that first goal from Lacazette, I genuinely think could be one of the goals of the season. I agree. That was yeah. so nice, that goal. Yeah. Oh. Bit, uh, that was a purest footballing goal. Yeah. Yeah, he was just lucky to be the end of it. But, like, the Southampton press and then Arsenal were brave enough to play through. And, it, like, the way they moved the ball up the pitch and moved the bodies up the pitch to support it was just absolutely majestic. And I guarantee Arteta would have been blowing his load on the sideline being like, <laughs> this is football. That yeah, was so the, it was, sit down, boys. Put a pillow over my lap for a minute. <laughs> it was the most... Arsenal, like, beautiful goal, though, is, like, it was millimetres away from becoming a goalkeeping, like, howler and being and putting Southampton 1-0 up, and it turns into, yeah. like, yeah, like you say, one of the goals of the season. Oh, was, and the commentators are, like, losing it. They're like, holy shit, he's, like, almost lost it in the back there. But you could, uh, they did sort of, like, the full field picture um, after uh, they scored and it was really interesting to watch how, yeah, Southampton really tried to jump on that chance of Ramsdale almost stuffing it up. And that's what ended up killing him in the end. Cause that was so open once they broke that uh, first line, but um, yeah, great goal from them. But uh, I think what was another killer for the saints was, and I find it with a lot of their performances seems to be that if they're not pressing together, like the back line's not pressing as with the midfield and that, then they just get absolutely torn apart because like they have some good games. Like against City, they beat, I think they beat City, right? Or they drew with them and um, they were real, like really good over, all over the field and consistently pushing uh, and pressing together. And then you could see in this game, defense wasn't getting up quick enough with the midfield and they just get slaughtered with these huge holes in between the lines. But that that's the, that's the challenge of that style. Like, as you said, it can work against City when they try and build up really slow because that press that they play is so high. Like, honestly, I think it's higher than Liverpool's press. Hassan Hoodle's press is, like, full field all the time. And they can just get played through so easily sometimes. Once they start to tire, they just get played through. Yeah, it's like the ideas there and the, the ideas, right, the concept, but the, the execution of it's just not on there or, like, the, the play fitness doesn't match what they need it to be. Um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. Um I just mentioned before was a bit out of character for Lacazette to score. I think uh, even more out of character was um, the header from um, Odegaard. O- Odegaard. Oh, hang on. That <laughs> goal was an absolute bucket of shit. <laughs> How about that? Just it shit on more shit. And, yeah, I, yeah. Like, and I was, then he headed it in. Oh yeah, I was like looking for someone to blame. I'm like, the defending sucks here. And then I'm Whole like, they get six yards out. Like, come and grab it, keeper. 
Like, but oh. it wasn't like a great cross. It's sort of like lofted sort of yeah. weird lob thing. And it's like, all right, I'll nod this. The contrast it, between the first and second. It was a nod back across, wasn't it? Oh. Like, oh. Barely. It was it, like yeah. off the side of his head. Yeah, it was Tini went to, um, he went to first time volley it and completely missed it. And then he took a touch, had another cross, bounced back to him, and then he headed it across. Yeah, real lofty cross. But like the contrast between that goal and the first goal is like chalk and cheese is so different. And yeah, that was... uh. Classic Southampton goal to concede. Ridiculous. So yeah. Odegaard's got, uh, he scored in each of his last three Premier League appearances for Arsenal now. So if you're a betting man, maybe back him pretty for a header good. again next week. <laughs> I know one of you guys picked them to go down, I'm pretty sure, in your predictions, the Saints. But honestly, like they look Let me check that. so bad at the moment. And I'm I'm thinking they could go down potentially now. Because they, they they're going to keep doing what they're doing. and they're going to like, – because even against average teams, they're not getting results. So it's like they're going to get <laughs> caught out again. So I, 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 Barney, that, I worry. Barney, Barney that, this, was, yeah, that was your tip. Um, that was your tip, Barney. I think it's a good segue into Damn our it. next game for Norwich City because Norwich showed all those attributes that you said like um, the Southampton didn't display. But Norwich were brave. They, you know, they – they were under the cosh a little bit for me, just not, not heaps, but they fought their way back into the game. By the time they got to the second half of the game, Norwich were on top. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. It's like it's it's more cohesion, and that's probably what Dean Smith tried to bring in to uh, that team team uh, recently. But I guess before we get into that, we'll just touch on Arsenal now move up to sixth in the table, just above Spurs and Saints are now languishing down in 16th on 16 points. So still six point, five points off the drop zone, but worrying times for them. Yeah, just uh, now that you mentioned that those little predictions we did at the start of the season, I just had a quick glance at that tab in the spreadsheet and uh, it's got me, I think we should definitely do, what round are we up to? We need to do like a review just to see how we're tracking on those. Halfway that, through the season, we'll do it. Let's say round 19. Yeah, it's quite. It's actually going to be quite interesting, I think, because, uh, yeah, we're pretty fucking far off on some of them. <laughs> but bro, I'll, be, I'll be honest, kind of hot on a couple of them. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be good to do. Keep It might, it might, be, a, it might be a new year, a new year episode because it's uh, we're three rounds off and there's a lot of games coming thick and fast before the end of the year. So yeah. we should get there by then. New year, new me, yep. Exactly. All righty. Uh, next one we got here, Norwich City nil, Manchester United 1. Oh, talk about was, scraping uh, through. I mean, Ronnie has finally silenced all the haters. He's proven that he can do it away at Norwich. There was skepticism <laughs> about him, but now he's finally proved he can do it. a sunny day in Norwich. Hey, job. Yeah, look, it's a tough place to go, Carrow Road, and a lot of teams have struggled there this season. Um, but no, it was, it was a... Um, a pretty abject display from Manchester United, to be honest. I was lucky enough to get up and watch this one live, and it was a painful watch. Like, you could see Norwich weren't very good, but Manchester United were fairly incoherent in attack, and it just wasn't coming together. Anything that was happening was individual. Marcus Rashford had a terrible game. Um, Jaden Sancho struggled. Bruno Fernandes, I don't know how he's adapting to, like, this new sort of 4-2-2-2-2 structure. Um Four, two, yeah. two, two, two. Um, him and Sancho, they seem a bit lost. And like the good things about Fernandez was he used to get a lot more ball. And in this new structure, he doesn't quite get as much because we're using the space better. But the defensive press and stuff was definitely better. We did give away a couple of chances, but um, yeah, look, it's a work in progress. 
I was going to say, just on that, you gave away basically the same amount of chances as you guys had. So the stats were basically even split 50-50 there on, on every single statistic. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, with the incoherence in attack and Fernandez, I was thinking that too when I was watching it. I was wondering if it's almost been since Ronaldo's come in, he's sort of, because he was like the man. He was like, he was he was not only like doing all the creative stuff going forward, scoring like world-class goals and that, but he was doing a lot of like defensive efforts and stuff like that too. And uh, like maybe some of that stuff's gone a bit. Like he's just not, he's not as spectacular as he was mm. when Ronaldo, before Ronaldo came. I don't know. But I think, think I think he will adapt. Like I think these players are all yeah, good yeah. players and they'll adapt. Like it is a new system. You could see Sancho sort of like, Sancho's picking the ball up on the half turn more than he usually does too. So you can see him sort of picking it up on the inside on the half turn. And, you know, mm. normally he's better picking it up out wide and he comes in and takes players on and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm watching it being like, you can see they definitely look like they know what they're doing a bit more, but in attack, it's probably a bit harder because more, they've been asked a little bit more defensively. Um, so it, it was pretty hard to watch. Yeah, it did. I'll give you that. It did seem like they're starting to get the the feeling of that defensive system or like the way they, they press together and stuff like that. It, it wasn't, I think, against Crystal Palace, that was like next level. It was like, holy shit, this is one week and they're like, they've mm. got it sorted. But like, yeah, obviously that might have just been a bit of a, not a fluke, but maybe that new manager bounce and stuff like that. So now it's kind of come back down to reality and they're going to have to work at it some more perhaps. And... As true as the sky is blue, Donny Vanderbeek came on in the 87th minute mm. for a uh, substitute appearance. So some things never change. So is he already in Ralphie's bad books, Gemma? No, he's just easing his way in. To be fair, Scott McTominay, <laughs> I thought Scott McTominay was the best player on the pitch. I'll give you that, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll potentially that. De Gea, but like, I feel like there's a crazy thing where like people are like, oh, De Gea made five save, that's insane. That's his fucking job. That's his only job. It depends like, on the matter. Or, 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 or at Keane, just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, like people get carried away. They're like, oh, he made so many saves. Of course he did. He's a goalkeeper. If he'd scored a hat trick, I'd be falling off my chair, but he didn't. Like he but made like, the saves he should have made. Of course, yeah. But I guess there was like the one, that one save that if he didn't make it, you wouldn't be angry at him. That one down to his right where he's like wrist of steel. That was world class. That was, that was so world good. class, yeah. And then, but then you look at like, not not to draw back to it, obviously, bias, but. Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, didn't make a save. Didn't have to make a save. So that's ideal, really. It is, is that, possible. Is that because he was cat flapping at it again? But I genuinely think we've talked about it before with De Gea where like when he's not in the action, he loses concentration. But like if he's, if he's making five saves a game, that's good for him, I think, because it keeps him on his toes and, and, I agree. and thinking. And so like, I, is it almost part of Ralph's tactics to be a little porous in the back line to give De Gea on his toes a bit <laughs> no, more? No, 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 it, no, it is Maybe not. Maybe that's why Harry Maguire fronts up to every, every defender, <laughs> striker running at him square on, uh, like go on, put it through so, my legs. He was so, uh, <laughs> conversely, taught him how to like... Sh- Oh, no, Jesus. controversially, Ronaldo was voted Budweiser King of the Match after the game, and I actually went to cast my vote <laughs> on the Premier League, and I, he was you he was awful. Like, no, I, I thought he he was really bad. I thought he was. I thought Marcus Rashford was the worst player, and I thought Ronaldo wasn't far behind. Um, like it just wasn't happening. Yeah, he wasn't him. great. Um, yeah, and I was genuinely surprised when uh, Mason Greenwood came on for Jaden Sancho, but I couldn't vote for Scotty McTominay in the King of the Match. I was very disappointed. Just wasn't an option. I can't believe it. Like you said, honestly, his passing was the highlight of the game. Some of his diagonals were excellent. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, got enough Instagram followers, mate. Yeah. That's his problem. All right, you're never going to win. How many assists it. did he get, mate? How many goals and how many assists? He got a Pogba five. 
How many times did he get dribbled past? That's your None. question. None. He's, he's the fittest, strongest player at the club. Honestly, this is going to be his, this month will be his time. He's the fittest player yeah. at the club and it, he's going to shine under Renjic. I think it, if he has a time, it will be in the near future. It should be. It has to be. <laughs> This is his moment. Uh, he's got right. a, he's, Scott McTominay has got a great resting bitch face, though. He always looks yeah. so annoyed and angry, and I guess that's just he's like well the, Scott, the Scott in him, right? All right. Barney, yeah, move on. So read the standings back to me. Give me the table. Oh, what do we got here? We got Man United fifth. So you'll be in the Europa League next year. Oh. Back where you belong. How are Tottenham still at me? Tottenham is still seventh. They haven't played in a month. Two games in hand, baby. Remember I said last week. We, the, go up to, we go straight up to yeah, fourth for two wins. still getting points. <laughs> it's Levy doing backroom, so backroom deals. It's Levy. Oh, wait, Leicester yeah, are up, uh, up to eight. Points. And we'll, go, we'll, we'll move on to Leicester now because they had a oh, big win, 4-0 over Newcastle United, who are odds on to get relegated also. But... How are we going to fit in some self-deprecation here into a 4-0 win? Because I think it's going to be hard, but I'm going to start with things looked really grim after Evans went down after three minutes. And it really reminded me of myself when I went down <laughs> in a match after 45 seconds with a hamstring as well. I was like, it was like Vietnam but, flashbacks for me. It was so graphic. Buddy, that's one of my favorite ever memories. And then Evans going down. And then also, I think it was a Marty with the turnover after about six or seven minutes too. And then you got to see, got to see a couple of step overs. Jolin didn't make the wrong run. Like it was, it was all going on. <laughs> oh, then Castagna putting that back pass behind Schmeichel. Oh, <laughs> what run. a shot. Oh um, god, it's so right. it's so so good. Even in the four 0 win, they were like so poor defensively as well. Still, I want to I want to hear it out of both your mouths. Was it a penalty for James Madison's no, dive? No uh, for the, that <laughs> was that was the worst of the weekend, and probably worst of the, of the season. Worst. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones where he's like um, the Celtics actually tried to move his leg away, and Madison's followed through with his leg and try and like found his leg and kicked it. It was yeah. ridiculous. Mid flight um, as well, he did that. Yeah, I was gonna say I can I can get a screenshot to put in the socials for you guys if you want to see it. But when he when there is even that slight little hair of contact, Madison's feet are already both off the ground, so he's he's like already dived. So no, nah, that's not a pen. That's the only card for Madison. Um, it's a shame that the ref didn't pick up on it. Um, and that sort of swung momentum. It's swung, didn't it? It, it's, it swung the game completely, in my opinion. Yeah, I, like I, Newcastle were not playing well, but neither were Leicester City. But then after that moment, Newcastle just went to water. To be fair, uh, having said that, um, because I do think that Madison is a petulant little party boy. I hate him. I hate his guts and his character. But he did play well. I'll give him that. That that little through ball for the third oh, goal. That so, was delicious. Th- oh, yeah, that was nice. Um, boys, on that second goal there, so do you think Pats and Dacker overdid a little bit? Like for his contribution in the goal, do you think his celebration was overdoing a little bit? Tapping into Which, an empty net and then he oh, does a backflip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean, know. I thought, I thought it was a bit over the top. If you got it in the lock, yeah, you, and you're not. Yeah, you're you waiting take for the your time. Moments, like, yeah. yeah, you've got to build up. You've got to use your celebration. I, like remember the when, that, yeah. I remember when I used to get all those tapping goals on FIFA. <laughs> though, do I'd, the, be doing, I'd be doing backflips in the corner as well. <laughs> all the tap-ins, you'd be celebrating the hardest out of the lot and you'd be screaming at the person you're playing against as well. It's like the bloke who's got a special message on a shirt underneath and he's just waiting for that day when he scores. And then he's like, three months later, he rips it off and he gets the other card for his troubles. <laughs> but um, the, the someone also brought up the point about Madison that he's actually been sent off before for diving and it clearly still hasn't actually taught him anything because he still dives. So 
it was so pretty important. Like, is it enough that we just send people off for diving now? Like, it doesn't teach them anything. They don't stop doing it. I think um, they need to do it retrospectively. Like, they, uh, I don't know about like a like a, a fine or anything like that, but retrospectively, like a yellow card that at least adds to that yellow card tally. Because you will have players like Madison. That's part of the reason why I don't like the guys because he dives a lot, and so. If you if you were getting you know someone reviews the match afterwards or, or certain incidents and and sees that one and whatever's happened in the game happened maybe they made a mistake or whatever they see that and they go actually you know what he did dive add a yellow card to his tally he'd have five by the mid season easy and have to miss a game that might be enough punishment because then the club would fine him and all that stuff but but then we still don't change the result and this this honestly this dive no, yeah. impacted the result of this game directly like. Like it was just, mm. it turned it on its head. But um, I suppose in in summary, so outstanding performance from Madison. Out, like even with the dive, like yeah. the, even the touch for the second last goal, like he just put that to sleep, smacked it across, and then just rolled out to the elements, and then got himself a goal he probably deserved for his performance. But that um, that combination of Madison and Tillemans, like that's that's up there with any in the one their day. It's when up there with any yeah, in when the they're league. firing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Tillemans is actually a tank too. I think I yeah, already knew this, but he just yeah, he really, it really re-emphasized. He was pointing at James Madison, showing off the pipes, and I was like, <laughs> "He used to because he used to be so scrawny, but now he's yeah, he's got yeah, fair play." Got the old Big uh, with a double C, I think. Treatment, yeah, the yeah. Goretzka look. Um, so that obviously pushes the Foxes up to eight now. They're out of that mid-table doldrum and starting to look towards some of the European positions now. They're only three points behind Spurs and four behind Arsenal. Uh, and Newcastle still very much in the drop zone on 10 points in 19th. All righty, and the last game here, and I just want to touch on it quickly and ask you boys a quick question on this. So it was Crystal Palace 3, Everton 1, pretty spicy affair, so it was a, it was a good watch. Um, Gallagher was very impressive again, two goals, just running tings mm-hmm. in the middle of the park there. But what I want to know is how much longer does Rafa survive at Everton? And let me preface that by saying the Everton fans were chanting at him, you're just a fat, dumb Spanish waiter. His own fans were saying that to him. So Jesus, how much longer yeah, has he Everton got? Everton fans are gross. I said that. Um, they're brutal. I think I said that brutal. A, like a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, they're, they're gross. They're worse than Liverpool fans. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's got long left. Like if he could get a couple of draws and start to get a win here and there, it, he'll be all right. But I think if he keeps losing, just blatantly losing he's he's not going to be long for this club so barney i actually went ahead and did a little bit of research because i thought something similar to you so they have chelsea this friday so that's a layup so don't get hammered in that one you're all right then they have leicester burnley newcastle brighton norwich and villa so i think if he can ride out the next two weeks and then he goes into the period where he could save his job with like three or four wins in those games he'll be all right because right now they look like absolute trash but the problem yeah. for them is that that's like next two games are tough, but they're also coming very fast and they've got so many injuries at Everton that like he's, you're, you got all these players out and you got a condensed schedule. Like it's just adding to your issues even further. So, I mean, but, I, but I, he might I be getting a bit more of a leeway. Sacking him, sacking him won't, won't fix that then. Potentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Issue, probably. But the fan, the fan noise is going to get, so loud that they're going to have to do something. So they, they'll like, whether like it's not going to change anything. No, but I'll still have to have to sack him. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all I, uh, 
all I wanted to get on on that one. But yeah, impressive win for Crystal Palace. Everton are looking shite at the moment. And Barney, no just good. last thing on this one. How good was Seamus Coleman's uh layoff for Conor Gallagher's last goal? What is going through his head there? Trying to play oh. the quick free kick off the legs. Oh, oh, my oh yeah. That was that, yeah. He tried to do what um, Bloody Rodgy did, but yeah. he got caught out. Big He's like, time. "Oh, get a red card for this. This will be good." <laughs> so yeah. he ends up squaring Conor Gallagher on top of the 18 yard box to lash it home. Coleman's oh. not a. He's not a very like. He doesn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. No, uh, and when it rains, it pours too. When things aren't going your way, like shit yeah, like that happens yeah, to yeah. you. He's, he's also the guys. Yeah. He's also the captain as well, so he's leading by example for that club. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those players that like doesn't like. He's obviously playing at Premier League level and that, but he doesn't look as fluent or like coordinated on the ball as some other players. Kind of like John McGinn a little bit too. They run with fists. Oh, but Johnny, like McGinn Johnny, is, Johnny McGinn is class. No, I do rate him. How I do rate him. But he's not, <laughs> I never said <laughs> that. His favorite like, player. But he's Scottish Maradona. <laughs> no, I, no, I do like John McGinn, but. Like that, it's like that. Like, um, if you look at the way, like, say, a Tiago moves on the ball, <laughs> oh. and then you look at and then you look at Seamus Coleman. <laughs> Any chance to crowbar in a fucking Liverpool reference? I'm, My God, I, I'm oh, honestly right, mistaken. I've mistaken John McGinn for Tiago before. It's watching <laughs> the, way, the, way, the, way, the way Johnny rolls if, around. If you look back, like five years ago, Seamus Coleman's one of the best right backs in the league. He's just getting old. That's his problem. No, He's no, like 34, I think 35. That's not now. my point at all. I, I don't disagree with the player's ability. I think I, I, it's gonna have to, this is going to be a longer conversation some other time because I don't think you guys are getting what I'm putting down. But that's Might be a bonus fine. episode. I'll give Why, you do you, Why do you hate John McGinn? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'll give you guys like an actual in-person demonstration. Someone says, says something and then the person just quotes him completely differently. Like, I don't think Seamus <laughs> yeah. Coleman's that good at right back. Like Why do you hate John McGinn? Yeah. All righty. All righty. Let's go to the right, midweek let's, fixtures. Let's, let's apologize to John McGinn another time, Barney, and <laughs> let's move on. on John. Let's go to the midweek fixtures, and we'll just get some uh, quick-fire results here. So we start with the big one, Brentford versus Man United. Jobba, I'll start with you. Are you guys good for this one? Yeah, 5-0. 5-0, fuck oh. off. He's had two and a half weeks. We've got to start demanding more. <laughs> You're going to get five penalties. I've done, I've done so well in the last week and a half to curtail my excitement. Back-to-back clean sheets, mugged off Palace, mugged off Norwich, oh. Brentford are next. It'll be 5 nil. Try not to break your arm wanking yourself off there, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, well, it's going to be 90 plus one, 90 Ran plus two, time, 90 yeah. plus three. PK, PK, PK. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think we'll absolutely hammer him, Sam. Yeah, wow, you're confident. Uh, Josh, let's get a realistic view on this game. Uh, I'd love to see Brentford win, because uh, one, because it's Man United, and two, because I feel like Brentford's results of recent uh, have been less than they were at the start of the season. I, I was really excited for them to see how well they were going. So I'd, I'm going to tip a draw here, actually. I reckon Brentford are definitely good for a draw. Um, just looking at the points here, 20. No, yep, you guys are clear if you lose this one. Yeah, Barney. I just Barney. I just want to before you give us your tip. I just want you to know that Brentford Brentford are unbeaten in their last eleven league games played on a Tuesday. (laughs) Does that go back to like nineteen fifty when they were last in the league? I I, I hate reading every time I do like a read before a Brentford game. This is the first league meeting between Brentford and insert team name (laughs) since April nineteen forty seven. Yeah, nice. 
<laughs> oh god, great stat. Um, I reckon it. I agree. It'll be a score draw, like two all yeah. or one all. I think here because I know Brentford pulled up against the big boys, and they've had good good uh, games against Chelsea at home, against uh, Liverpool at home. So I think they can carry it on against some of the poorer teams like United in the competition. And they're really scrappy too. I think anything that's bouncing around and spills out. They're so much more sharper than like your Harry Maguire's and your Lindelof's to like get to those. So I think that's where they could score a goal. I reckon De Gea will make two world-class saves, but also throw two in his net. That'd be nice. Good prediction. Bold. All right. Uh, Next one here, Norwich City versus Aston Villa. CVG will right the ship this week, Willie. What do you reckon? Boys, I'm going to give you a red-hot tip. Norwich are going to win this game. Dean Smith's revenge. Oh, Dean Smith's derby. would be a good fairy tale. Yep, yep. That'd be impressive. Um, I don't think they'll do it. I think Aston Villa are just a better team and have a better coach and they're going to beat them. Okay, so I've got another stat for you here. So Norwich have never won a Premier League game on a Tuesday before. Fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Cheers. So that means that that will continue and Aston Villa will win. I agree. I think Aston Villa will win here. Grind out a nice little 1-0 result and keep the good times coming for Stevie. All right, Manchester City versus Leeds. Leeds had a good showing last week, but couldn't get the result. Uh, I believe they will have not a good showing this week and also not get the result. Do you boys agree? I thoroughly agree. I think Manchester City are going to rotate some players and just pump Leeds United. Clean sheet. I'm tipping the upset. Yeah, you like that, don't you? I'm just going for it. No, midweek, just catch them on the hop. Um, I think Leeds are going to press high and I think City won't like that. It's going to be like coming off the Wolves game where they were a little bit lax. I think Leeds are going to be a completely different story. Press them up high. Um, I'm going to hedge my bets here. I'd say that Leeds are obviously going to get uh, either going to get hammered or potentially they'll win the game. They are the going two to work, Yeah, work <laughs> or it really won't work. Yeah, no, that's kind of just a Leeds mantra though, isn't it? Like all or nothing a little bit. I think that was, the, attack, that was the Manchester City documentary I think you're thinking of there. The Formidables. <laughs> yeah, and look, I don't know if it's playing into your mind at all, but Manchester City are also unbeaten in the last 14 Premier League oh. home games played on a Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Tuesdays, the next one you've got, Barney, for us is on a Wednesday. Joby, you got any stats about the Brighton Wolves game, which will be played on Wednesday in the UK, I believe? You can't no. throw. You can't throw straight to me. Um, <laughs> are Brighton are Brighton definitely going to play, or have they got COVID as well? It was just Spurs. Oh. No, it was just Spurs. It was just Spurs who got the game called off. So everyone else is fine. I think it's only Spurs. Okay. Well, after winning their first Premier League meeting with Wolves in October 2018, Brighton are winless in their last five games against them in the competitions. But obviously, with Jimenez out, I think this might be the week, boys. I think Wolves are going to win. It is. And Troro is going to break his duck. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Jimenez is out. He's, they've got to rely on the big fella. He was out for a bit at the start of the season too, don't forget. And like, yeah, it, I don't know. And he didn't yeah. break the duck. So he's saying he's due. No. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely due, but I don't think it's going to happen. Quang um, Hattrick. Oh, I wouldn't I'm love to see it. it. Yeah, I no, like Quang. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think Wolves, apparently he was on Liverpool's radar. They were mentioning, you know, those shit stats and trivia they bring up like you've been doing, um, you know, before the game. They uh, they mentioned that. But I like him and I think Wolves are going to get the result here. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree. I think Wolves will bounce back well from their uh, 
bad loss they had this weekend. All right, next one we got here, Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Uh, this isn't a derby, is it? Just trying to think. No. Of course it's a derby. It's always a derby. No, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I was thinking of the Palace-Brighton derby, which is a three, some freeway in the UK derby. But uh, Palace bouncing with a good win. Uh, Saints looking lost and rudderless. I reckon Palace will notch up another win here and they will be too good because on their day, they look quite good. I think it's it pains Jobber and Sean to say that Vieira's done an okay job with those boys. What a manager. What a team. Yeah. Um, obviously, a pa- yeah, obviously he does have a very moon head on him. But um, no, look, Palace obviously ran into a red-hot Manchester United two weeks ago um, and were undone, but much better on the weekend. And I think, as you said, Barney, I think the Saints, they're just not doing it for me. They're really not. I think Palace are going one way and Saints are going the other. So I'm going to go with Palace here. Yeah, Saints aren't really doing it for anyone at the moment, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I also am going to tip the Eagles to win comfortably. Hopefully Gallagher with another double for fantasy. That'd be nice. All right. The next one here is the relegation derby. Whoever loses this gets officially relegated from the Premier League. It's already been sorted. Burnley versus Watford. What do you think, boys think? think Burnley have got any sort of chance? I think it's a match of the week. <laughs> Burnley, Burnley are coming off a nil-all draw against West Ham, Barney, and bored the shit out of everyone. So uh, why aren't they a chance against Watford? Because I, I, I rate Watford. Easy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. They've got the well, highest scoring. Yeah, got the highest, not that fond of them. <laughs> they've got the highest scoring uh, fantasy striker, Dennis. He's leading the, leading the charge in, in, uh, in fantasy points. They've also copped 31 goals. Yeah, we brush over that. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. brush over that. What's the goal difference? Yeah, look, they're minus 10, which is actually higher than Burnley. So a win here for Burnley puts them above Watford and Watford back in the relegation zone. I'm actually going to go for Burnley in this one. I wouldn't mind seeing that. As long as Ashley Barnes doesn't score. I've got another good stat about Watford's uh, ability not to keep a clean sheet. They've had five managers since they last kept a clean sheet in the Premier League. So what's that like two months? (laughs) How many Tuesdays is that? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't fit in with the Wednesday stats. All right. Next one here, which is actually looking like one of the games of the week. That's Arsenal versus West Ham. So I really think like Arsenal struggle against a team that like pushes them physically. No, well that and that like teams that are physical, I think they really struggle with. And it's been a thing for there's a year since like they lost all that sort of Strong core they used to have. But uh, what do you boys reckon? Do you reckon Arsenal in with a chance? Yes. I think Arsenal are in with a chance, but I don't think it's a good one. And I think West Ham are going to gonna win this one. In, in a close one, I think Arsenal will try and play their silky smooth football. But yeah, like you said, uh, Declan Rice will probably like bitch someone in midfield and just play a bit of no-nonsense football and, and they'll, they'll get the result. They'll score two from set pieces and that'll be enough. Um, Barney, I actually think this will be, and I'm going to put out there early, a nil-all draw. Um, so I'm going to go say the result and nil-all because I think West Ham are going to sit back. Arsenal are going to be happy to have the ball, but they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have the ability to go forward against West Ham because West Ham are so deep and quite good at that. So I, I just don't know if they can break them down. But I know you do love the midweek games, Barney. So Arsenal have lost just one of their 22 <laughs> Premier League games that the Emirates played on a Wednesday. They went down to Swansea 2-1. I think it's is key for Arsenal here to get Odegaard on the ball 
and trying to break those lines because if he can, he's the only one in that team who's going to be able to break down that West Ham defense. But he's the one that I picture getting bitched out by Declan Rice. Like he yeah. is not a, a rough and tumble physical type player. And as soon as Declan gives him a little hip and shoulder, a couple of heavy challenges, he's going to just back right off and and like not hold on to the ball long, long enough to get those. I, and anyway, I, I feel I, the I, same I, yeah. way slightly about Ben White against um, Mikael Antonio as well. Mm. I think Gabriel will be well up for the yeah, fight. Yeah. I think Gabriel versus Antonio, I think I think Gabriel do really well in that one from a physical perspective. But I do worry about Ben White's ability to maintain that physicality against Mikael Antonio. It's soft. It's soft. All right. Your words, not mine. <laughs> I'll own them. We've got we've got a pod derby happening here. Uh, Leicester City versus Tottenham. Um, before I if it goes go ahead. on about how good Spurs are, nah, we'll go ahead. Don't worry, they've got the old COVID clear. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Do you think uh, which way is it going to go? This is actually a yeah. It's probably one of the tougher ones to call. I'll be honest. I think if I had to bet, I would put my money on Tottenham. I just think I haven't seen them play in it feels like months, and I feel like they've. They haven't done much when they were playing, so I feel like it's about time they start getting some results with this new coach they've been raving about. Mm. Um, and Leicester I, weren't got the win, but weren't convincing in the last results. So. Halsey, I, I feel slightly similar about Tottenham too. I think they're a much better football team when I don't see them play. Yes. Um. So, but I, I actually <laughs> think like having eight players coming back from COVID and the disruption, like they should be better. But I actually think Leicester's going to win this game just based on the disruption for Tottenham and. Antonio Conte's got him running double bloody training sessions and all half the boys don't have lungs anymore. So I think Leicester's yeah. going to win this one. As long as their lungs are at the same time. I was going to say, at the same time, Leicester just won a match. So that means they've either got to lose or draw the next one. They're not allowed to win two yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's true. So that's, a good point. that's yeah. really playing into our hands. Really is. And Barney, the Foxes have also lost just one of their last eight midweek games. <laughs> Fuck me, these midweek stats. I was for that. Cheers, yeah. I was worried about that. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for another useless stat. Now, I I think uh, Spurs will be too good here and uh, should come out on top. Alrighty, next one here, we've got the blue derby, Chelsea versus Everton. Oh, this looks bad for Everton. This looks really bad. I mean, if it's... Yeah, nah, it does look bad for Everton. I was going to say, if there's ever a time they can get a, a big scalp, it's now with the form Chelsea's been in. Um, but then also you have to take into consideration the form that Everton's been in and it doesn't look good. Um, I think Chelsea are going to get this one and it, it could be a catalyst to help boost their confidence a bit, which is a shame because I quite in, I'm enjoying their lack of form at the moment. But no one's really capitalizing on it either. Like they're still getting results. So yeah, I think Chelsea are going to win and I don't think it's going to make much difference. Aussie, I, I agree in principle. I think this is the game that Chelsea are going to play themselves back into form and confidence. Um, Everton, like they're just, they've been diabolical lately. Um, really disappointing. They're so bad. Yeah, and uh, they just seem so, like they have such a lack of confidence in the way they play as well. It'd be good to see Rondon throwing himself about, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I think Chelsea are going to beat it by a few. And I reckon Lukaku is going to fill his boots too, just to get back in confidence. I agree with both of that. those. I reckon Lukaku is going to bag a double and finally get back to scoring ways. And then everyone's going to put him in their fantasy team and then he's going to go on the ride the bench for four weeks again. I'd love to see and it. The circle of life continues. All right, last one we got here, Liverpool versus Newcastle. This should be an easy win for you, right, Josh? 
Yeah, I think so. Not not too much to add here. I reckon it's going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, like always, I hope we keep a clean sheet, and I think the other end of the field will take care of itself. Yeah, it's a good chance for a few of the Liverpool players to put themselves in the shop window here for a big um, big transfer to Newcastle in January, I reckon. That's a good point. No, John Shelby's already made <laughs> yeah. the jump. John, John Jones made the jump. Mo Salah could be looking at 800 grand a week at Newcastle. So who That's knows? That's a good point. Him and um, Rudiger. Actually, I, yeah, Rudiger, I'm getting cash, making bank. Um, I genuinely think this could be like 7 0. Really? Yeah, I really yeah Newcastle, I'd Newcastle. I'd love to see it. Newcastle are shit. Liverpool are very good. Um, it's just a matter <laughs> of. So Liverpool actually play again on Monday, so there's not much of a gap in between. So it's just mm. a matter of who Klopp rolls out. Um, but yeah. honestly, this could be anything. Newcastle, long, yeah, they just lost four nil to an average Leicester side. So yeah. a good Liverpool side, at, at least they could be going for the record here. It could be ten nil. Um, we didn't touch about it on the game when it when we were covering it. But what did you think of the Ox starting up front? I was I was excited when I saw it. I'm like, yeah, okay, rotate, whatever. That's that's good. I was optimistic because he does well in that ten role. Usually, is his best spot. Um, so I'm like, okay, play a bit of a false nine. It, it can behave that sort of way. Um, but he was disappointing um, overall. I'd say just just looked like wasn't as in sync with like Salah and Mane and stuff as as uh, Jota or, or Firmino is. So it's understandable. But yeah, did you guys think anything of it? Uh, oh, that is awful. Yeah. yeah. I it was painful to watch. Um, but I, I, but I agree could, with you. Like, Firmino, Mane, Salah all, like, grew together. Yeah. And Jota came in and just happened to be, like, an exceptionally well-placed signing. And he Wiley. fit straight yeah. in. Even, yeah, even better. Um, but, like, it was just uncomfortable to watch. It would yeah, have been surprising he, if it had worked so well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't surprising yeah. that it wasn't great. He was... And like you sort of expect, he's kind of trying to make more runs in behind and stuff rather than coming and getting it like the others do. And, yeah, yeah no. Nah. Wasn't 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 great. Worth a try. Yeah, I'd say Mo Salah dropped him for this week. <laughs> Smart move. Alrighty, that wraps up the previews for this episode. Uh, Jubba, that mailbag of yours still looking bone dry. Bone dry, Sam. Maybe we will have to start reading out some of the the sponsorship sort of petitions we're getting in there and yeah, see if a, they're, they're newsworthy. Offers. Couple of offers from OnlyFans, different pages, stuff like that, but nothing concrete. Read them out. Hello, not? fresh free boxes. Yeah, we'll share them on our socials in case anyone's Got wondering. Got a 20% <laughs> voucher. Also, a nice off from Amex in there. But look, if you want to get in touch, email football played on paper at gmail.com, Facebook football played on paper, Instagram at football on paper, and Twitter at football on pods. You off back to the crypto mine now, Barney? Yeah, mate, you got the shovel and the pick. I'm ready to dig. Going to jump on your other podcast real quick. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for that. Take care. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. 